Hello, and welcome to the Eisner Emperor podcast series. I'm your host, Alana Margulies Snyderman, and with me today is Karen O'Mahony, Managing Partner at Peel Capital Partners, a female-led, lower-mid-cap European private equity firm with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Today, Karen will share with us her outlook for investing in lower-mid-cap PE, including the greatest opportunities and challenges, how the firm integrates ESG, and more. Additionally, she will share her experience being a woman manager in the industry. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Alana. Absolutely. So, Karen, to kick off the conversation, tell us a little about the firm and how you got to where you are today. Sure. I started my professional life as an associate in Goldman Sachs on the research side, and then I joined a a large family office managing their direct and co-investment private equity portfolio. And then I built my way up through there. And then when I became deputy CIO, I wanted to set up some kind of consulting firm. So the family agreed to back me. They continue to do that today. And um, Peel was formed. And that was in 2014. So we were a started as a sort of advisory firm for institutions, family offices on their direct investments. And then in 2017, we became an outsourced GP. And then finally, in 2019, we sort of thought to ourselves, let's move away from being an outsourced GP and let's go for it. Let's raise the fund. It took us about 18 months to get all the approvals that we needed. And we launched um, very early last year. And um, we've been doing deals since, and I've built up a great team. Great, Karen. So given your focus on lower mid-cap European private equity, love to hear your general outlook for the space. Absolutely. Just to explain, we have a 17-year very strong track record in private equity direct investing. And so our strategy is to reposition companies for growth while creating the management team to reflect the society we live in. So that's crucial to the type of deals that we look at. We target traditional sectors like industrials, business and consumer services. And the challenges, you know, that we're seeing in Europe have actually created a very attractive environment for us at Peel. So we're able to source deals through our family office network, through our various connections in Europe, and we're getting them at attractive prices. So leverage has dried up considerably in Europe at the moment. And it's giving us the opportunity to buy companies at reasonable prices. For example, last year we acquired a company called Derma Medical, which is an aesthetic medical training company at 4.2 times EBITDA with no debt and 60% EBITDA margins. So that's a sort of attractive type of acquisitions that we're seeing uh, in Europe. And we're expecting that to continue for the next at least 18 months. Very exciting, Karen. I know you just mentioned the dermamedical example, but I'd love for you to elaborate on some other specific opportunities you see, whether in different sectors, industries, or whatever else you feel is really intriguing right now. I mean, what excites me at the moment on the medical training side is that it's a very lucrative area of the market, and it's also something that can be run on an asset-like basis. So as long as you have some form of classroom, which could be a hotel room, you could travel considerably and teaching people all around the country or indeed all around um, the United States. So I'm going to give you an example. With Derma Medical, we managed to launch it in the US within eight months of acquiring the asset. 
and we were earning a million dollars, I think, within, you know, I think a week of launching. So that means we managed to bring in a million dollars worth of cash for, you know, courses that we're launching in March of this year, May of this year, et cetera. So what's great is from a regulatory perspective, when you're doing medical training, it's quite easy to move across either states or countries as long as you're adhering to the local regulations. And so this made me think about what other medical training is out there. And so our second deal is related to menopause and hormones, because we know that menopause at the moment, both in the United States and across Europe, is something that GPs are dying to learn about, but you know they don't have the, I suppose, the medical training out there that actually allows them to get educated quickly. So some menopause training programs can last two years, and you do three months of solid um, research, and then another six months of various training, and then you have to do various things in order to achieve a certain accreditation. What we'd like to do is break that mold and offer shorter, lighter courses at the beginning with a view to building up to what's called level seven, which is, you know, complete experts in the field. And so hormones and menopause training is what we're doing next. And that requires three acquisitions. And so that's kind of where I think is very exciting for us. And there's going to be a core theme in our fund. Great, Karen. On the other hand, what are some of the greatest challenges you face and why? Greatest challenges and why? I think I started my career after Goldman being a female LP, managing over a billion dollar portfolio and built up a great track record with that. I thought the transition would be easy to running a private equity firm. And what I mean by that, I was always problem solving, always managing assets, always able to turn assets around, et cetera, and, you know, really kind of create assets, you know, with manage, strong management teams who reflect the society we live in. So all the themes remain the same. The thing is, as a woman, the industry is made up of long-term capital and long-term relationships. So there are firms on fund five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And as an emerging manager, when you're on fund one, the amount of assets available to LPs or to GPs like us are quite small. And then there's North America, GCM Grosvenor, for example, is doing an excellent job in the space covering North American GPs. But for European GPs, we found that a bit more of a challenge. So it doesn't mean that funding is dried up. It just means that we're finding it more difficult to raise in this current environment, which is a shame because we're finding very good deals in this current environment. So if I were to give, I don't know, you know, advice to a friend, I mean, it's really sort of about focusing on the fundraising, sadly, before you focus on the strategy and before you focus on building out your team, because that's kind of the thing that sort of holds you back as a female-led emerging manager, I guess. Great, Karen. I know you just briefly touched on this about being a woman investment manager in the industry, and clearly you're such an inspiration for your other peers and other up-and-coming women. And I'd love for you to share more about this. Absolutely. And thank you very much for saying, you know, that I'm an inspiration. I feel every day I wake up with a challenge and I jump out of bed because I love 90% of what I do. And, you know, there's a small 10% that sometimes is tricky with it in a day. But the key is to love what you do and build a great team around you. So my partner, Tara Mandel, spent 23 years at JP Morgan, very experienced, started in operations, moved into risk and people management. And what's interesting is, you know, those are skills that 
in my career as a CIO and as, you know, investor, I didn't get to have those skills. So what's great about partnerships and what's great about creating a general partnership is it's exactly that. Find people that have complementary skills, who love to work like you do, who get out of bed every morning and love what they do. Because those are the people that become your friends for life, but also your partners for life. Within, you know, this is a 10-year game, you know, for one fund. You're going to be stuck late nights and everything. So what I would say to you is being a woman in the industry is actually about doing exactly what you love and finding partners that you really want to get out of bed and see every single day. And that's what I love most about this job. Karen, we've covered a lot of ground today. So I wanted to see what your future plans are for the firm or if you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us. Our future plans for the firm, it's a really interesting one. We're here for the long term. We have so many ideas, so many disruptive sort of ways of managing traditional private equity. I've been very fortunate to have done so many co-investments with phenomenal GPs over the years that I've learned a number of tricks. And what Peel's job now is to take all of those learnings and create our own specific brands and how we're going to manage things. The operational focus will continue because I think with operational backgrounds, which all of my team have, we can actually excel in turning around businesses, which is something that we really like to do. So we're... What I would say is we've got three compelling investment themes at the moment, which is stable business platforms, climate change mitigation, and tackling longevity. And those are the areas that we're going to remain in. So I can see us creating a number of funds, you know, using those exact themes, because we think that's sort of where the future is over a 10 to 15 year period. Karen, I want to thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. No problem. Thank you so much for having me, Alana. It's been such a pleasure and you're such an inspiration to us all. Oh, thank you so much, Karen. And thank you for listening to the Eyes Are Emperor podcast series. Visit eyesareemperor.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eyes Are Emperor podcast when we get down to business.